Right at it. Right at it. Oh, he's done it again. Just as he did at the John Deere for his first win. Good evening, everyone, or good morning, or whenever you guys are listening. Uh, this is the new episode of the Go Get That podcast. Jordan just told me the episode number, and I've already forgotten it. Uh, I think 58. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, sure. Today, we're recapping the Tour Championship pod. Uh, we're recapping the Tour Championship in this pod. Wow, I'm off my game. Um, and then we are going to do a season recap next week. We decided to split into two episodes because there's a lot to talk about in the season. And there's little to talk about in the tournament championship, but we thought we'd get this one out there because you know, why not? Um, and then we low break president's cup and then on to the off season where we'll have some, some guests and some fun times. Maybe we can have an entire episode of just question the pods for them. That would be, that would be something. I, um, I started writing them down today on my phone. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, I have one for today. I have one for that. the next week. Uh, and hopefully I will remember to keep writing them down because they're, I don't know, they just come to me at random times. So um, hopefully that trend continues. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah. Question of the pod today. Great stuff. Exciting yeah. stuff. Excited for the end. Um, also, weird news. Uh, foreplay uh, has kicked someone to the curb <laughs> and replaced them yeah. with another guy. <laughs> um, I don't know what your guys' thoughts on that, but I mean, it is what it is for me. I don't really watch that pod much. They're chill. They're cool. Um, but I, th- I think adding someone who actually like knows golf and not just Tiger Woods was a... Uh... It's a good acquisition. <laughs> um, they're a business at the same uh, time, though. It's interesting to look at it from that perspective. Um, sorry to sorry to interrupt, Dan. But what like, did you say? they're like a business at the same time. So like, I think Riggs called it a business move. Like they're competing with No Lang Up for viewers. So from that perspective, I think bringing in Dan mm, Rappaport's probably a pretty good. Well, I mean, I think it's a. I think it's an industry, the podcasting industry. Yeah, it, it is. It is, and charts. for sure, I think, I think you look at um, knowing up, and you look at foreplay, and um, listen, I as a small podcast, I am calling myself small because obviously we have a very comfortable amount of views, but we're not one of the big dogs. Um, I'm. I'm not going to talk down too much on a certain top golf podcast, but I will say, I, I think for me personally, if I want to listen to a golf podcast, I'm going to listen to people who are experienced in the field or are just super entertaining. I think that subpar is probably my favorite one just because I mean, Colt Nost is the man. Um, and then if you look for entertainment for, in some aspects, I go to foreplay. I don't go to four or five random dudes who know a lot about golf, but don't really have any, like, you know, so that's just my opinion that that's, that's where I come from. It's not just like personal. I just, yeah. that's, that's why I'm more for play over the other guys. 
I, I think uh, the other thing too that uh, was it was surprising. I didn't really expect it, um, but it makes a lot of sense in my opinion because it does. Like Jordan, I mean Jordan, you kind of hit the the nail on the head, right? Is like now they have somebody that actually. I mean, if you, I don't know, I, I listened to a little bit of their first episode with uh, Dan Rappaport there, and he oh, actually. Oh, when did that correct. come out? Uh, Tuesday, so yesterday. Right, um, when we're recording this, and he actually he like corrected them a couple of times about just like golf things. That's funny. For like thirty <laughs> minutes, I watched, and it's like, yeah, that's you kind of want it'll add more balance. I think he's still entertaining. He's pretty. He's twenty seven, which is I think, which is kind of crazy to be that successful at 27. Um, Ooh, rap. Just, yeah, yeah, especially in the media yeah. world. Yeah, I mean. Being, being a writer for Golf Digest and all that stuff is crazy. So, um, and good for him, too. I mean, now he gets to. I, know, I mean, say whatever he wants, pretty much. I mean, we've yeah. talking yeah. Of, we, we've talked about Rapport probably before and our opinions on him. I, I mean. He's a Tiger Woods fanboy, but like, other than that, I don't really have any problems with him. I think he knows a lot about golf. He's written some really good articles um, that aren't Tiger Woods related. If you take Tiger Woods out of the equation, I think he's fine. Um, I thought it was, I think this is a better situation for him personally, because again, I definitely think he was one of the more biased journalists out there, which I'm not hating on. I just think that if you're going to be one of those guys, you shouldn't call yourself a journalist. Which he's not now, and that's fine. Um, I think it will be good for him. Uh, I always look back to that video of Will Zalatoris missing the putt and him jumping up uh, and down. Oh man! Cool. Oh, but yeah. that was it, was it was a tough look for him in that position. Yeah. Um, but now he's with foreplay and he can do that all he wants. Right. Um, which is which is good for him. I, I think he'll be. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll enjoy this. I think it will be good for him. Um, but I've, I've never been a huge fan of his voice. I don't know if I could like. I mean, that, that's that's a big part. Like, I I think Riggs has a good voice. I think Frankie has a good voice. I think Trent has a good voice. Lurch had a fine voice, but Lurch was just always kind of there. Um, so, but I think I'll get past it. Again, I don't listen to their podcast very much. Um, very rarely. I love their Kisner episodes, but other than that, um. I just go to there when there's an entertaining clip or something. But, yeah, I, I think it's good for him. No hate against him. Good for him. I bet it was a huge payday for him. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. good for him. Uh, he's always been pretty kind to Tracker Twitter as well, which is should be interesting to see how that plays That's out. Um, maybe we could get – I'd love to see – he's really good friends with Tiger Woods Legion, so that would be pretty cool if he got spot on the podcast. That would be but, um, really cool. It wouldn't. God, I was just gonna say. I feel like Barstool is maybe. Isn't that like the ideal spot in sports media? What, like being being a part of Barstool? Yes. Wouldn't Absolutely. isn't that like? Barstool is it? I feel like it's not. It doesn't have the prestige, maybe ESPN or NBC or whoever does. But the thing, so uh, yeah, the difference I feel like is that's the most fun. That sounds like the most interesting way to cover sports, right? I, so, I would have to agree with you. I think that, like, I mean, yeah, I, I have to agree with you. I think that 
Um, when you Barstool doesn't really have to give any craps about what anyone thinks. I mean, you know, Dave Portnoy. Um, he's been very open in his years about his thoughts, and people love that about him. That's 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 where they get a lot of their fans from. So yeah, I think it's a great spot to be. You don't really have to be as cautious as you are with the ESPN. I mean, you see ESPN people like leaving all the time because of something they said, right? You don't really have that problem at Barstool. Um, and it's just huge publicity. Like if you're with Barstool, I feel like you, even if I've never heard of them, they instantly have some credibility, right? Um, or at least makes you say, well, if they got hired by Barstool, they have to be somewhat entertained to some audience, right? Uh, so yeah, I, I think it has to be the, the go-to spot, I think. Yeah. yeah I mean, if you want to uh, kind of like the, uh, the left, uh, bleacher, is Rory McIlroy's go-to spot on 18 on Sunday when he's trying to lock down $18 million. That was out of left field, Dan. What a play. I I think that was a a, definitely a reach for a segue, but I like the effort. I mean, yeah, I that was impressive, man. I mean, it was just really impressive. Um, Obviously, Jay Monahan's going to love it, but in the end, it really uh, it wasn't the best result, I don't think, for the Tour Championship. I think Scotty should have won. I mean, he deserved to win. He had the well, best season, uh, but I, well, I, I mean, think he did choke away a six-shot lead, so there's yeah. that too. <laughs> I, think th- I, I think there's an argument to be made, though, that Rory winning is the best because Rory is supposed to be the, the best player on tour yeah and he's like what's supposed to be is right well no i so i I understand your point scotty was the best player this year so he should be kind of the champion but also like it worked in that playoff format worked because rory won rory did go out and win it you had a pretty good leaderboard on sunday yeah uh and you know it's not like um I you know I hate to bring this up, but the sixteen and 0 Patriots didn't win the Super Bowl. Right? I like, I love because we're the best in the regular season. You know, doesn't oh, let's mean go you're Dolphin, supposed maybe. to win the the ultimate, but yeah. So I think it's it's cool, and I think obviously Matt Monahan is extremely happy, um, because that that was one of the be- better case scenarios. You know, if Cam Smith won. They'd have some problems, um, but he was really bad this week, actually. So, um, yeah, good good week for the tour, I suppose, except for the few names that left. Yeah, speaking of Cam Smith, Cam Smith is now gone. Um, yeah, him winning the FedEx Cup would have been a doomsday scenario for the tour, but it's it's I mean, it's still going to be weird come the players next season. When the defending champion of the players is just not there. Like, that's just going to be crazy weird. I mean, the flagship event of the tour and the guy who won it is now playing for the circus, the 54 tour, whatever you want to call it. But, um, yeah, I just tour championship speed. Um, started, what, eight back. He finished 10 back, I think. So, I don't know. He played well on Sunday. First three rounds are pretty brutal. Um, 
did drop that. Bob put out the tweet on Saturday, spoke with Golf Digest after the round, saying he'll be grinding on the putting this offseason. Um, that's pretty much what it comes down to. Spieth putts average, a little above average next year and strikes it how he did this year. I think it's going to be a fun year for the podcast and a fun year for Spieth. Yeah, I don't think you can say that any better. Um, I'm sure he's recognized that that's the case. It's just weird. I mean, even on Sunday or kind of throughout the week, the little bits that we saw of him, like, it's just, it's impressive how many short putts he can miss, you know? And I get that those guys miss him every now and again, but, uh, and I can't even think of like a super short putt that he missed this week, but it's just like five footers that aren't even close. And you're like, geez. Yeah pretty bad and yeah. I, I thought he, he rolled in some longer ones this week the putting was like okay but I, he I didn't really, think he, that. he really he really left a couple out there so yeah anyways I just wanted to quickly go back to the whole debate of who should have won uh we we said at the beginning of the past that we felt like if Cam Smith or Scotty Shuffler didn't win we thought it was um not a correct result I do think that other than those two Rory was definitely number three that could yeah. have been um, like if Sung Jae Im won, we would be having a completely yeah. different conversation. Right. Or no Scott Stallings or whatever. Yeah. And that's not to say that Sung Jae Im didn't go out and play well enough to win this week, but it just, I mean, did he win the shadow? I think he did. I think Rory won both. Oh, did Rory win both? All right. Well, anyways. Yeah. So there's that. Um, But, yeah, I just wanted to say that. I, yeah. Speed thoughts, Bob. Man. <laughs> um, I need a break from watching him. I love the guy to death, clearly. <laughs> um, but his game right now is just so frustrating to watch, like the way he plays. Um, literally has struck the ball so well this year. And thank God we got a win out of it, but it doesn't really feel like we should have. <laughs> um, so we're here. Finish the season with a win, and given how disastrous the putting performance was, I think one win is a success given the putting. Um, but uh, it's just it's tough to watch, as you said. There's nothing more frustrating than getting all the hard work done and then missing a five footer like without even touching the hole. I mean, it just happens too much for him. I'm the guy behind the mic, I'm not the guy. 10 shots, and it's obviously easier said than done. But it's just really frustrating to watch as a fan. I'm sure Barstool would be saying this if Tiger lost the Masters because he couldn't hit a two-foot putt. I mean, it's just it's 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 frustrating to watch. Now that's that's simple matter of the fact. So I'm excited for the president's cup. I'm excited to see how he builds on his putting uh in this three week stretch um but or four week stretch but I, I think uh i think the ball striking is just really good and i think it really sucks that we didn't get a better year out of it given how good it was so yeah those are my thoughts for now yeah i mean they i kind of agree uh i think not only do we need a break i mean we're it does take a lot of time to track as you guys have 
probably imagine. There's a lot of hours that go into it. I mean, for the five-hour rounds that he's out there playing, we're doing the same on Twitter or Instagram. And he needs a break, more importantly, because, I mean, it's pretty much every week the same damn thing. You go out there, you strike it pretty well, and you just don't make enough putts. I mean, he was... I was actually shocked by this, but he was first out of the 29 guys at the Tour Championship in strokes gained approach this week. So, again, I mean, it was another, you know, solid ball striking week, and he was just pretty bad on the greens again. He just didn't make enough. And the disparity in the strokes gained when there's only 29 guys, like if you're not making putts, you're going to fall so quickly because there's less guys in the field to balance it out. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see you know, what he looks like at the President's Cup. Um, I Maybe he can build off the Sunday at the Tour Championship. Who knows? Um, do you guys know when the, the picks are released? Next week, I think. Next okay. week? Okay. I'm so going to say they got to be pretty soon. I was on the President's Cup website, and they said they were going to be released on August 29th, which was the Monday after the tour championship and we're sitting here on Wednesday night and they're still not out, which is kind of unfortunate. Jordan will be on the team. That's not really in doubt. Um, be interesting to see who he's playing with. I, I mean, JT is definitely a guarantee, but I wonder if he'll play with anyone else. Yeah, I don't think they're going to up. We thought that we would at the Ryder Cup and they never did. So you saw no speak with Kepka. Oh, true. Um, go well, which was super weird made no sense to me at all but he was just resting guys yeah. i mean yeah i don't know i, I think was brooks was born i mean brooks kept got carried yeah yes that was I'm, brutal i'm expecting good things at the president's cup from spieth and team usa in general uh the cj cup and the hero my expectations are pretty low uh, especially the hero. I mean, obviously last year was putrid, but I don't know if he'll play anywhere else in between there because that's all he did last fall. And he, I think he felt like he still got to where he wanted to be kind of going into the playoffs um, in terms of like FedEx Cup points and things like that. So my guess is it's just the CJ Cup is the only like FedEx Cup tour event in the fall and then obviously he'll have 20 events he'll play the hero and yeah but but not like for fedex cup yeah, points yeah, though yeah. just like owgr and i mean houston wouldn't shock me but i don't think he really wants to play that much um so i think and then we'll we'll go the two weeks at the century and uh sony for sure i bet the, this yeah. time but uh yeah it's kind of the off season kind of the you know, see how the game trends, but it's tough. And I think, I think too, though, one thing I kind of realized throughout the playoffs, and this might be a little bit more of like a season review type thing, but his ability to kind of get back to doing things well, even after a bad week, I think is encouraging. Like Memphis was terrible. BMW was a lot better, a lot quicker. And then tour championship was, I mean, it was first in approach, right? So uh, clearly he can kind of, he's not, when he looks bad, he's not as far away uh, as it may seem. And for a while in 
1920, late 18, he was really far away. So I guess that's something to be like, all right, he's kind of at a... Yeah. His floor, his floor for a week is pretty low, but his floor for a month is it's like a top 30 player at worst. So, yeah, I think I, that's pretty solid. Yeah, I, I'd agree. So, I have just a couple things that came to mind. One being like, usually we sit here and we'll say, oh, he's got to play, oh, he's got to play, oh, he's got to get out there and work on stuff. Like, I feel just. I feel the opposite right now. Like if he only ends up playing twice in the fall, playing the hero and the CJ cup, like I'd be okay with I'm that. All for that. Like, I mean, I just, just go to the putting green and work for hours every day. Like it's not stuff he needs to get on the course and work on. And then just like number two, like the rounds this season. And like, we'll talk about this more in the season review. They're just so deflating. Cause he's such a streaky player, especially with the putter. And he kind of alluded to this and like his, and probably a couple of like the post round interviews and the, the pre tournament press conferences, like when he doesn't make putts early, I mean, I just think he gets mentally like drained. Like he, if he makes one, he gets really mentally into it. But when he doesn't, he misses a couple early. Like tour championship, I think he missed. Was it a six? He had a nice birdie putt on one, and then a short one on two to save par. He's plus one through two, and he could have easily been one under just by making both putts, making birdie par, instead he's par bogey. Like, he gets just so mentally, I think, detached, and it can bring in some of the bad swings as well. Um, I think anyone, as a, if you're a golfer, you can kind of testify to this. Like, when you're not making anything on the greens, you just get mentally, you'll mentally check out for a swing, and you'll do what he did on eight and, you know, hook it in the water. Well, I've been actually, like, I've always been a really good putter. Like that's always been like my claim to fame. I've I've always been the kid who hit it really short, wedged it to twenty feet, and then made the par putt every time, which is the most annoying person to play golf against. Um, but I've I've been having my struggles, and I and every time I and every time I have a round when I'm struggling putting, um, if I don't make that first ten footer, I immediately think like here we go again, and I think that's kind of where he's at. Yeah. I, I think making putts early is really important because I think that's exactly where he's at. Um, I also think that today I actually thought I found something in my putting stroke. And I think that if Spieth finds that, I think that one thing clicking could be huge. Because, um, I mean, I'm sure you guys play golf. Like, you guys know one thing clicking in your swing, your putting stroke. I mean, it, it it's game changing. All, all it takes is one thing. So I guess we're just kind of waiting, playing the waiting game until he finds that one thing that clicks. Cause we know that he's not going to settle for being like a Keegan Bradley type player who just wins once a year. Cause he finds the putter once a year. Like, I don't think he's settling for that. So um, I think putting, making putts early in rounds is, is like crucial for him right now. Um, I think seeing that first 10 footer go is huge. Uh, um, yeah, I agree. And historically, too, he's been a good bounce back player, both like within rounds, but also kind of within seasons, Um, especially with the putting. Like it's kind of gone up and down and up and down these past four or five years. Um, Like in 19, he was fantastic. 2020, not as good. Last year, 30th. This year, obviously terrible. So hopefully next year, 
it kind of bounces back. Uh, but he, you know, keeps some of that tee to green work. I think he was 18th tee to green for the year for all the tour events. Doesn't include some of the majors, uh, so it's probably a little bit worse because um, that was the major showing. I, we'll get into this more, but he hit the ball, like you said, like a top 20 player, and he put it like a bottom 20 player, basically. And that was kind of the story. It. And that's that's kind of how you summarize it. Yeah. I don't... Do we have any other tour championship bots? Because I know we're starting to drift into the – uh, it summed up the season. I mean, just kind yeah, of. Like, I agree. Bang, you know, struck say. it well and didn't make much. I mean, he wasn't going to win regardless, but like, I was thinking about this right after Rory won. Rory started the week only two shots better than Spieth. So, yeah. I mean, Spieth would have needed to play just, and Rory just putted so well. I mean, we'll, again, we'll get into this. One last thing, Bob, and then I'll stop rambling. But like we'll get into no, this. And, go ahead, uh, go ahead. I know, I know. But this is important because I know we'll discuss this a lot in the next podcast. Rory putted. This was, I think, the best putting year of his career. Uh, JT putted great this year. Both of them recently added putting coaches. Rory's oh. got Brad Faxon, and I think JT's got Phil Kenyon. I want to say, and both of them had just for them pretty good putting years. JT kind of towards the end of the year, kind of to sputter a little bit. But he was started really strong through the PGA Championship. Both had pretty dang good putting years. Putted great this year. Jordan is stuck with Cam, and it's nothing against Cam. It's not It's not a Cam thing at all. I, we're so past the immature days of Cam being the problem. No, Cam is far from the problem. But even even these world-cast players will have multiple coaches for different facets. Yeah, I would love to see Brad Faxon um, or someone like him. Of that degree, who just knows the met the fundamentals, but I I think you go back to Jordan and Jordan's more of the mindset that listen I'm a very feel putter, and I don't want to get technical, and I think that that's kind of scaring him away from doing that. Yeah, I mean he figured out from eighteen he figured it out from eighteen to nineteen as well. So I mean he can definitely figure it out on his own. It was just it's a little nugget to throw out there. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. I do I will say I do like the finish. Um, the finishes to let's see the BM. Did he finish Sunday at the BMW with five birdies in the last seven? I think yeah. that's right. Yeah. And then the finish Sunday at the Tour Championship, just strong finishes to like cap off the week. Um, yeah, which is always obviously a lot more Love enjoyable that. than than kind of bogeying your way in. Five was fun. Um, yeah. So hopefully, there's more of those in the future. Uh, it's too bad Eastlake was really kind of soft this week. Yeah, I would have liked to see it play really a little bit more difficult. Um, because it's a, I think it's a cool challenge. Um, but it certainly got the leaderboard that the tour was hoping for. So, um, I'm sure they're happy about that. Yeah, no you know time it is. It's a question of the pod time. It's a question of the pod time. Wow. Okay. So I do have to pull it up. Um, because wow. it is, as I mentioned earlier in my notes. Uh, so I've got two of them. I'm not sure which one. I think I'll save the other one for next time. But yeah, um, one of them. We we'll give them one. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm not gonna do both of them. But I'm. One of them came to me first, and then this other one's a little bit more like I want to say 
creative or original, but it's less. This okay. So this first one is, what's the best sound in sports? <laughs> like, <laughs> what makes? I love some, the randomness. What, what is the best sound? And I was thinking, like, you know, a home run, a home run sound, or no. ball dropping in the cup, or John McGinnis on PGA Tour Live. Rafael <laughs> Nadal's moans. Um, I think, and I think for me, and maybe it, it's a little bit of personal, like, because I'm attaching emotions or feelings to it. Um, I think question. it's wishing swishing a ball through a net for basketball to me i think is the best sound um i'm gonna go with two and i don't quite know which one it is um one of them is a ball dropping in the hole um the other one is a puck hitting like the crossbar (laughs) that's such a amazing sound that is a very nice sound when you're in the arena too and you and like you you can't even see where the puck is but you just hear yeah, it yeah. that hit the iron like that's so wow. electric yeah it's tough to narrow down i am a big fan of the the um the sirens after hockey goals too yeah I think those are pretty. That's fire. a man-made sound, though. So. No, I know, but it's like it's. I feel yeah. like they get me hype. You have to go with a natural sound. I think that's fair. Natural uh, sound. Geez, that makes it tougher. Uh as long as it's not speed, there's nothing like a ball splashing into the water. That is a great sound. That is a good sound, especially when like you get the. The NBC mics on it. Exactly. Like you're on the edge of 17 well, at Sawgrass. The Fox mics in the hole were amazing. Liv yeah. brought that back too. Like, I don't know why. One of Liv's very few W's. Yeah. Unfortunately. It's a great it's that's a great question, Dan. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I enjoyed that one, Dan. I don't really know how you got that. That's I'm impressive. excited to see. Well, I've definitely well, seen it before. Dan, I think you should tweet that out on the Go Get That account, and we should see what other people think. Oh, of course. I would I love to see what other people think about that. I agree. Yeah. But this has to be one of our shortest podcasts in a while. But yeah. the next one's going to be, be long, though. So, Unfortunately, a lot of speech to discuss. A lot of speed. So yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Dan, sign us off. Okay. I broke 80 today. So that's it. You See did. Ya. I did. Congrats. Thank you. You broke 80 today? I did. Whoa. We needed a way bigker moment for that. Well, I was just trying to slip it in there for the like Congratulations, people man. that care. What'd you shoot? Kind of care. 78. Wow. I got it by two. And I made two double bogeys. Whoa, like how that. many birds? Two. I was, dude, I was scrapping. That's impressive. That is quite. I, I, I you found that like, dog in you. I only hit like five greens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, another. Fist pumps were flying. Funny oh, golf story God. for me. There's a really... massive 12 footer on 17 for par. And... Oh, 
Dude, when oh, I shot 69, oh, when I shot 69 against Schleyhuber, I was two under through 16 and hit a 25-footer for bogey <laughs> on the 17th hole. And it was the biggest fist pump, I think, of my life. Against Ryan, I, too. <laughs> I was so hyped. Because you can't be two under and then make double. Like, that's all. That would hurt. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, funny story for me. Over the weekend, broke my driver, stretching. Snapped it right in half. You know when you stretch it over your neck? Right in yeah, half. Yeah. It just gave. Brutal waste of 350 bucks. So, um, that's tough. But congratulations, Dan. Thank you. Yes, Dan and one. I didn't mean to steal the moment. Dan, no, no. unbelievable. I, a big congratulations tweet is in order. It feels so, good. Yes. It, uh, I needed to get it off my chest before yeah. school. Like, yeah, my my shoulders. I needed to get it. I needed to be done. Yeah, it was common, but yeah, I feel that. Bob, here. I think we sign off with a clap for Mister Dan. I agree. Take care. Hi, everyone.